0: Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hey there, everybody, and happy November. It's November 2nd if you're listening to this episode on the day that it is released, and I am I'm pretty exhausted to be honest with you, and I know that I start every episode by telling you how excited I am. And of course, yes, I'm super excited for this episode, but I will admit to you, I just got back to Boston two nights ago off of a two-week road trip through the southwest of the United States. So I went from Phoenix, Arizona, to Sedona, to the Grand Canyon, to Las Vegas, to Bryce Canyon, Utah, and then finally spent a week at the end of the trip in Salt Lake City. So I was gone for most of October, but the cool thing is that my business ran itself. And the podcast went on, I still had three episodes a week, so lots of cool efficiencies built in thanks to modern day technology. And today on the episode, we're gonna talk a little bit about that technology. And I'm specifically going to focus around how the heck do you actually accept payments? In other words, I like to think of this episode as how the heck do you get paid? Now, here's the fun thing for me. While I was gone, actually, I'll tell you a really fun story. So this is actually on the plane ride home. So from Salt Lake City back to Boston on the plane ride, I took off. Well, I actually had a connection through Dallas, Texas. So from Dallas to Boston, I took off. And upon landing, the first email that I saw come through is that I had received $3,000, $3,200 to be exact, from someone who bought one of my programs. How cool is that? I mean, that is so cool that I was 30,000 feet in the air and I still made $3,200 in my business. That's the fun part and I'm gonna walk you through how to actually accept payments because I know so many entrepreneurs that they've got these awesome businesses but they drive themselves crazy when it comes to accepting payments because they don't have good processes in place, they don't have the technology behind their business in order to accept payments and quite frankly, they don't don't understand the crucial lesson that cash is king. Okay, so cash is king. I'm gonna touch on that really quickly before we really dive into how do you actually accept payments in your business. But first I wanna talk about cash is king. Now in episode 25, I talked a little bit about this concept and let me look it up. So episode 25 was called The Three Reasons Why You're Not Making Money. And I talked about how important cash is for you as an entrepreneur the truth is it's really great if you're getting sales I mean if you're getting sales you're getting new customers and clients you're constantly closing new business that's great but new business won't sustain your business new business and and new revenue on paper won't sustain your business and won't allow you to continue to grow unless you collect that cash. So cash is king. I always like to say, receivables can't pay the bills. You can't take receivables to the bank. Cash is king. And the truth is, a lot of entrepreneurs end up closing the doors to their business quite simply because they run out of cash. Because no matter what you're doing in your business, when it comes to your personal life, you have to pay for rent, you have to pay for food, you have to pay for your car, you have to pay for insurance, you have to pay for student loans, whatever expenses you have, those things, they take cash. So if you run out of cash, you're gonna be frantically saying, oh my gosh, I'm running out of cash, what do I do? Holy cow, my business isn't generating, isn't generating cash, I think I need to find a job. So that's all too often of a story that I hear from newpreneurs or entrepreneurs who didn't quite make it in their business. So cash is king. You need to understand how to actually accept payments and collect that cash. Now, when I say cash, I don't mean you don't always want to get paid in cash. I know a lot of plumbers, a lot of electricians, a lot of contractors who, yes, they like to get paid in cash. I never get paid in cash. So when I talk about cash, it really just means accepting payments. And that's what today's episode is all about because this is a Strategy Wednesday session. And as you know, Strategy Wednesdays are all about the actual strategies to grow your business and make sure that your business and your entrepreneurial journey is a very long one and successful one and profitable one. So that's why we're talking about accepting payments. Now, the actual act of accepting payment involves someone either cutting a check to you or giving you their credit card or paying you in some means. So it's when they go from being a receivable or someone who owes you money to someone who actually pays up and gives you that money. So it's super important to accept that payment. A lot of entrepreneurs, especially when they're first starting out, when they're in the entrepreneur phase, they're happy saying to people, oh yeah, pay me when I get done. But the problem is is that projects can drag out, people might get flaky, you might never see that cash. Then you're going to be churning your wheels, putting all that work in for no results, simply for receivables. And they always say, that saying, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. If you've got that cash, you can actually grow your business. If you've got that cash, you can pay your bills. And realistically, if you think about it this way, if you've got the cash to pay your bills for six months, there is no reason that your business can fail within the next six months. Because no matter what happens in your business, that cash is affording you time to figure it out, get new customers and clients, and get even more cash. So cash is king. I can't say it enough. As a new entrepreneur i always hated that phrase because i said why is cash king that doesn't make any sense it's quite simply because at its most basic level cash is king because it's the only thing that if you run out of your business is done if you run out of cash your business is done so here's my best advice for all of you entrepreneurs out there when it comes to accepting payments if you sell a product If you sell a product, a physical product, you want to get full payment at the time of sale. Even if you're not shipping that product just yet. I mean, look at Kickstarter, look at Indiegogo. Those people sell new products that aren't even created yet and they collect that cash upfront. Because when you're selling a physical product, you've got inventory you've got costs. You need to actually procure or obtain the products. So you need cash in order to do that. It's better to take someone else's cash and apply that to your product, to obtaining and procuring your product, than to front your own cash. I'll give you a really tangible example. So when I launched my book, Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur, back in December 2015, at first, so as the author, I knew that I wanted to buy 500 copies so that I could give them out at conferences and give them out at seminars and give them out when i speak at schools and colleges i knew that i wanted a bunch of copies myself but then i realized it 500 copies so to just share with you some costs and that's the fun part of this podcast is it's full transparency i can get author copies of the book at around three dollars and fifty cents so if i wanted to buy 500 copies at three dollars and fifty cents that comes out to seventeen hundred dollars So it costs me $1,700 to buy 500 copies of my book. Now, could I front that $1,700 myself? Sure, I could. But I realized, you know what's an even better way? Is if I sold, let's say, a bunch of copies of my book at $10 a piece, then that means I only need to sell 175 books in order to cover the cost of 500 books at $10 a piece. So I started, I posted it on my Facebook, I started emailing it out to my list, I started running Facebook ads, pre-selling copies of the book before I even had them for $10 a piece. So I collected that cash up front, once I hit 175 sales, that gave me enough cash to buy 500 copies of my book totally on somebody else's dollar. Which means that for the remaining, let's see, what's 500 minus 175. For the remaining 325 copies, that was pure profit for me. I had already covered the cost of getting those 500 books. So that means I had 325 books that if I sold those at $10 a piece, I would make $3,200 in pure profit. That's the power of accepting payments up front. So if you sell a product, you're definitely going to want to get full payment up front. Now, if you sell a service, because those are kind of the two opposite sides of the coin, either you sell a product or you sell a service, my recommendation if you sell a service is to get at least 50% of the payment up front. I would never, ever break that rule, to be honest with you. And I've owned a service-based business. Back in 2012, I started Newgen Consultants, which was a web design and search engine optimization agency. We always got at least 50% of payment up front. So you always wanna get at least 50% of your payment up front. And honestly, what I really recommend you do is even offer a discount for full payment up front. So you can say to them, well, right now you owe 50% of the invoice total. So let's say you're selling a service for $5,000. I would tell them you could pay, or our terms are pay half up front, half upon the project completion. So that's 2,500 now, 2,500 when we finish. Or you can, if you're willing to pay it all up front, it'll be yours for $4,250, so $4,250. So yeah, you take a $750 hit on your price, or maybe you might even do $4,500, so it's only a $500 hit, but that way cash is king because if the project does take a few months, for example, you're not trying to live off of $2,500. Instead, you've got $4,500 in your bank account because they paid up front, And you can live on that. So you know, okay, let's say if you collected $4,500 and your monthly costs are, let's say $2,000, that just bought you two months. No matter what happens in your business, for those two months, you can't possibly fail because you will not run out of cash. So that's why it's really important to collect as much cash upfront as possible in your business. Cash is king. And if you have that 4,500, just think about how you can leverage that 4,500. You could run Facebook ads to find new customers or clients. You could invest in a new tool that will take your business to the next level and allow you to provide a great service. So you could get even more customers and clients. Or maybe you can charge more because you bought some new software. If you've got that cash, you can invest in your business. And remember... This is I always laugh, so corporate employees always like to say to me, oh, you should really be investing in a 401k. Well, 401ks are great. I mean, you definitely need to plan for retirement, especially in today's day and age. I mean, retirement is becoming trickier and trickier as time goes on. I mean, Social Security is never going to pay for your entire life. So people always tell me you need to be investing in a 401k. But right now, I understand cash is king. Let's say I've got $1,000 in cash. If I put it into a 401k, I'll be lucky if I get a 5% return on that this year, which means that I'll make $50 off of that $1,000 if I put it in a 401k that gets gets a 5% return. All I'll make is $50. But instead, if I use that $1,000 and I buy a new tool or I buy a new course that will teach me how to get new customers and clients, that $1,000 is going to make way more than $50 for me. And that's why cash is king, because you can invest in yourself, you can invest in your business. Or maybe that $1,000 I use to go to an in-person event or a conference or a seminar, and I meet two new clients there, and each client is worth $2,000 to me. All of a sudden, I turned that $1,000 into $4,000 by picking up two new clients. Cash is really king. Whereas if I didn't take that payment up front, and I didn't have that $1,000 to drop on this conference or seminar or event then i would have never been able to have my money make more money for me that's my issue with a 401k is yes a thousand dollars would yield me fifty dollars in interest and in gains or i could invest that thousand dollars in myself and in my business and turn it into even more money so make sure your cash is working for you it's not about receiving cash and accepting payment just for the sake of having cash it's about using that cash and leveraging that cash to actually grow your business now i also want to talk if you do run a service based business because i've heard from so many of you who listen to this podcast and a lot of you run a service based business and i want to throw this out there oftentimes in a service based business the project will take a long time and it will go way over schedule Sometimes it'll be your fault, sometimes it'll be the client's fault. It doesn't matter, you just have to understand it will happen. So, what I always recommend that you do if the project is going to take a long time, build in milestones for payment. So, you could say, for example, 25% is due up front, 25% is due once the first draft is submitted, 25% is due once the design is finalized and the final 25% is due upon project completion. Build on build in those milestones. Okay, it's very important to do that. Even if it's 50% up front, 25% at some milestone and the final 25% at the end, it's important to build those milestones in because if you simply do 50% up front, 50% upon completion, I mean, especially me as a former web designer, I know that sometimes website projects could go on for six months just because the client doesn't have time. They can't review it. They don't get you the stuff you need. So you're looking at six months of money that you're owed just sitting in your receivables. That's money that you could be leveraging to grow your business. That's money that could be working for you and generating even more money. So make sure you build in those milestones. Here's the other thing I wanna say, because even if you've got milestones built in, you might not be hitting those milestones because you might be constantly waiting for the client. So if your project or your service is client related, and it could get held up by the client, make sure you build in contingencies. So here's an example of a contingency. Your terms can be the remainder of the project is due upon completion, or thousand dollars is due on this date if we aren't yet at completion so that way you're saying hey even if we're not getting to that milestone if we get to this date and we haven't hit that you still owe this much money or this much percent it's very important to build those things in trust me this sort of foresight is going to make sure that you actually collect cash and that your business can stay in business Now, if you're doing ongoing work for somebody, I know a lot of freelancers and consultants and service providers who they're always doing ongoing work for people. And I always recommend to them, strongly consider a retainer payment. So I've got a lot of friends who used to be billing hourly. And let's say they typically did around 20 hours of work a month for somebody. And let's say they charged $50 an hour for that work. That would be $1,000 that they would make when charging hourly. So what I always recommend to them is negotiate with the client and say, hey, it looks like I typically do about 20 hours of work a week for you. I'm tired of invoicing you and you're probably tired of reviewing my hours and tracking my hours and keeping track of all that. What if we switch to a retainer? What if we just said, okay, I'm going to work 20 hours a week or 20 hours a month for you, plus or minus. Some months I'll work less, some months I'll work more. Why don't we just call it $1,000 a month and you pay on the first of the month? That's a really good situation for you to be in if you are a service provider and you're doing ongoing work. So I love retainers. Back in 2012 and 2013, when my business partner and I were selling search engine optimization services, we completely got away from hourly work because we said you know what they're not paying us for our time we don't want to do hourly work they're paying us for the results so yes even though ongoing search engine optimization only took us let's say 10 hours a month we knew that we were growing their business at a much quicker rate so we started charging thousand dollars per month or two thousand dollars per month and we were selling those monthly packages to clients and we had it set up so that on the first of the month, either we would expect a check for them or we would send an invoice or we would just charge their credit card directly. And I'm gonna to talk to you in a second about how you can actually collect that payment. So consider a retainer payment if you're doing monthly recurring service-based work. Now let's talk about, I promise you upfront, we're gonna talk about the actual act of accepting payments. And how the heck did I make while I was on a flight from Dallas to Boston? Well, the reason is because I've got awesome systems set up using really cool technology that's completely free that only takes out a little bit. I think it's 2.9% of my charges. So I personally accept credit cards through my website. So if somebody wants my program's from my website, they can buy it online, it doesn't require my intervention, it doesn't require a human to help them out, they can submit it right on the website. And the way that I do that is through Stripe. So if you're looking for a way to accept credit cards, you definitely want to check out Stripe, and they're just at stripe.com, S-T-R-I-P-E.com. Stripe is completely free to sign up for, and you'll only ever get charged if you're getting paid, and they only take out 2.9%. Don't quote me on that, I'm pretty sure that's what the percentage is. It's something crazy low like that. So basically, out of $1,000 that you charge people, you will, let's see, I'm doing the math right now, you'll lose out on $29 in credit card fees. Not bad, right? You make $1,000 and you only have to pay $29 to Stripe and you just accepted a credit card payment and they'll automatically direct deposit it into your bank account. That's a sweet situation. So I love Stripe. You can use it on your website to accept credit card payments. But if you don't want to accept credit card payments online, there's other ways. Some of these ways require human intervention, though. So my favorite way is always Stripe. But if your process does require human intervention, the other ways to accept payments are through check. So you can always have checks being mailed to you or sent to you. You can have credit card payments, Like I said, so using Stripe, you can set up either one-time payments or recurring payments. So in some of my programs, I give students the option to make monthly payments rather than one massive $3,000 or $4,000 payment. And so I give them the option, and Stripe allows you to build in those payment plans. So every month it'll charge them, I think one of my payment plans is $799 a month. So you can use Stripe to set that up, doesn't require your intervention. PayPal's another easy way. So you can have people PayPal you money for your products or services. And in that case, all they really need is your email address. So they can PayPal you at your email address. You'll get an email saying, hey, you just received money, log in. You can either transfer it to your bank account or you can just keep it in your PayPal account. So PayPal is great. I don't necessarily recommend it because PayPal kind of gets iffy if you've got a lot of money in there. They usually like to place holds on accounts and they constantly review things, which means that your money is tied up until they finish their reviews. So PayPal is great because it's widely accepted. It's widely trusted. But you're subject to their holds and their reviews and all that other fun stuff. The other way that you can get paid is cash. I mean, quite simply, if you're doing business in person, you can accept cash as a valid form of payment. And also, I wanna throw this one in there. If you are accepting payments in person, maybe you're selling a book, maybe you're selling a product, maybe you're selling a service and you're going to networking events and people say, yeah, I wanna buy from you, check out Square. So Square is a free credit card reader it's a swiper, basically, you plug it into the headphone jack of your phone, and you can just swipe credit cards right through there. And using the free app, it'll accept payment. And on your phone, you can just type in how much you want to charge them, swipe their credit card, and the very next day, Square will send the money to your bank account. Now, Square, just like Stripe, is really cool because they only charge you if you're getting paid. Again, I think it's like 2.9% or something very similar. And the cool thing about Square is if you go to Square's website, which let me verify it real quick. So it's actually squareup.com. So if you go to squareup.com, S-Q-U-A-R-E-U-P.com, they will send you a free credit card reader. They'll just send it to you. You don't even have to pay for shipping and handling. So if you want to accept payments in person, you definitely want to pick up a square credit card reader. You can literally plug it into your phone, whether it's an iPhone, an Android phone, a Windows phone, no matter what you have, and you can swipe credit cards and accept payments. So that's really the magic when it comes down to accepting payments. Check credit cards via Stripe, PayPal, Cash, Square if you want to swipe credit cards in person, and the one final piece of advice that I want to give you is if you're selling a future service, so let's say you're selling a service that you're not going to deliver on until a month from now or two months from now, or you just laid the plans with somebody for a project that you're going to work on together... I would highly advise you to offer an early bird discount and incentivize them to pay it in full. So say, okay, I'm really looking forward to our project in two months. If you wanna lock in the price today, I'll give you $500 off if you pay today, or you can pay 50% today and 50% when the project actually starts, or if you just wanna pay the full thing today, I'll actually give you an additional 10% off. So those are options when it comes to accepting payments. My best advice in this regard for the Strategy Wednesday is to make sure you collect as much cash up front as possible. Cash truly is king. So if you haven't listened to episode 25 of this podcast just yet, dive into that. It's the three reasons why you're not making as much money as you want to. And I talk even more there about why cash is king and how you can generate more cash but that's how you accept payments. Accepting payments should be the least of your worries when it comes to running your business, but it's a very important task that if you neglect it and you're not on top of it, you will run out of cash and your business won't survive in the long run. That's it from me today. Look forward to a, free, a featured Friday episode in just a couple of days. Just a reminder for you, hit that subscribe button because there are new episodes every single Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. And if you haven't picked up a free copy of the book just yet, head on over to imetBrian.com. Now that you've met me here on the podcast, just go to imetbrian.com. I'll sign a copy of the book for you. I'll ship it out to you and you will get the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur book. I'll see you on Friday. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.